What's up guys, Anand here. Welcome to the Charming Football Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about the exciting uh, Europa League semi-final second leg fixtures that's uh, taking place this week. Let's kickstart the game. So, just to go in, into the second leg, I'll just give you a brief about what happened in the first leg uh, of the two fixtures. First, between Manchester United and Roma. So, the end of the score was six, Manchester United 6, Roma 2. But once you see uh, the scoreline, it will actually deceive you. It didn't actually happen during that uh, game. Reason being, um, uh, like in terms of the first half, Manchester United scored the first goal, like in the ninth minute. It was a very crisp goal, wherein it is more about intercut passing between Pogba, Cavani, and he just slided through a pass to Bruno Fernandes uh, in terms of the six-yard box, and he just chipped over the keeper. It is an it was an excellent goal. So uh, post that, uh, Roma got into the game, and they had many attacking uh, like um, options uh, coming with uh, Jekko and Pellegrini and uh, they got the penalty like around in the 15th minute mark. Uh, there is still a debate wherein uh, whether it is a penalty or not. Uh, I'd also like uh, lean towards uh, not giving the penalty. Reason being uh, like uh, Pogba handled the ball uh, like in the six yard box. It was more about like uh, he slided over uh, like near the uh, uh, six yard box wherein uh, he touched uh, the ball touched his hand accidentally. So it, it was more of a 50-50 call and uh, here in, in, during this time it went in the favour of Roma. So Pellegrini converted that uh, penalty and uh, it, it became 1-1. And uh, Sloven steady, like uh, there were many passes that were put forth from the uh, Roma midfield where McFred, like McTominay and Fred, they couldn't handle and uh, they dominated the game. Like Roma came into the game and uh, in terms of in between the phases, say 15 the minute uh, till say 35th minute uh, Roma had many chances and in the 33rd minute Jekko scored a beautiful goal so they opened up the defense towards the left wing wherein uh, uh, like AWB tucked inside and uh, they had a space in between uh, it was more of a through ball and uh, like Jekko scored uh, the goal so uh, they took up the lead like in the 33rd minute so it was one to uh, like till the end of first half so post that like um, uh, Manchester United uh, came in like even the scenes when you saw the match uh, once they stepped out uh, into the field uh, like uh, post the interval they were very determined to prove uh, everybody and to win this uh, tie comfortably so as uh, things stand by like Cavani came into the picture he's more of the fox in the box and he's been an excellent signing in my opinion during this season uh, for Manchester United he scored the second goal for Manchester United the 48th minute it was a, a, a Stunner. So uh, towards the from the right wing, they just uh, had a through ball to Cavani, and he just uh, laid his uh, shot, uh, and he just curled and it went to, to the goal. It was a beautiful goal. And uh, Sloven City, like Manchester United, slat, uh, started to pick up the pace. And uh, obviously, uh, again, uh, Edinson Cavani came to the picture and he scored one more goal in the 64th minute. So it was uh, at that time 3 2, uh, like uh, Manchester United were ahead at that time. And um, um, there was a silly foul by Chris Malling towards the backside where he flicked the leg of Edinson Cavani and say around in the 70th minute and uh, Manchester United got the penalty during that time. So obviously the king in terms of the penalty for this season like is Bruno Fernandes. He converted in the spot and uh, like uh, they had the 4-2 advantage. And uh, within three minutes timeline, uh, Paul Pogba was in the six-yard box. Uh, he was like the Roma defense were having so much space in between him and 
on the uh, leg side and the uh, right back. Uh, so he was like waiting for a cross from the uh, right wing and he just uh, scored a beautiful goal uh, like from a header. And um, like uh, in terms of uh, Ole uh, giving in terms of a break for Rashford, Greenwood came into the picture and uh, he scored a, a counter-attacking goal that uh, Manchester United is very convenient uh, to more about to hit on the break and to score. So, they uh, Greenwood scored in the 86th minute and uh, it was uh, no way coming back with regards to Roma. So, the end score for this is 6-2. So, just looking ahead uh, for the second leg like, for Manchester United between Roma, uh, like the odds is really stacked on Roma to win this. Uh, uh, like, the odds is stacked against Roma to win this tie. The reason being already, like, uh, Manchester United has four goal advantage. So, there will be surely chop and change in terms of the uh, lineups between these two teams. And, uh, like, Roma in their even domestic circuit, uh, they had some, like, horrendous uh, results. Uh, and moreover, uh, before two days, we got the news. Uh, uh, like uh, one of the exciting news in football wherein Jose Mourinho is taking uh, uh, like being uh, the manager of Roma from next season and Fonseca uh, will uh, like come down from the manager post for Roma so it's more it's more of a an ardent move that Roma has taken uh, like during this week more of a, a critical game during this week Week and they have announced that uh, uh, like new signing as the manager like Jose Mourinho so um, that would have some impact, I would say, with regards to Roma playing. And uh, like Manchester United had uh, their own uh, problems in terms of the opt-in uh, problems, wherein in terms of the ownership change. I don't want to go intervene into that part, but uh, fans protested uh, during the uh, weekend, like uh, last weekend on Sunday. Uh, like there was a game, uh, one of the uh, exciting games in English football. It was between Manchester United and Liverpool. It got postponed, uh, like uh, as fans protested against the cases and they came uh, towards the stadium and it got postponed. So, I don't think so that would have a very big bearing on like how the performance will be there on the pitch going into this game for uh, uh, the Manchester United players. Uh, and moreover, they're comfortably uh, sitting in the tie to uh, like uh, go for the finals. So, they have a four-goal advantage. So, I would say like uh, United will have say three to four changes. Maybe Rashford, uh, he can have a break uh, and uh, even Bailey can step in in terms of the CB. Alex Tillis can come to the uh, LB slot. Uh, James can get a chance in place of Rashford. And uh, even uh, Van Der Beek, uh, uh, it's one of the very classic games like uh, that Ole can actually uh, make him to come to this game, uh, like in place of Bruno Fernandes. And even Pogba can also have a rest for like, the upcoming fixture, like on Sunday, uh, uh, like um, with uh, regards to Aston Villa, uh, like in the EPL. So, I would uh, see like some changes being made and uh, obviously it might be a draw or like it might be a Manchester United win, uh, I would say like uh, going into this game. Uh, so obviously United will be qualifying for the uh, Europa League final uh, for the, uh, it is happening in the end of this month. So coming to the second game that is between Villarreal and Arsenal. So Arsenal, uh, like they had a very bad start like going into that game wherein they just uh, opened up... Uh, like their defense was so opened up in the fifth minute. Like Villarreal scored the first goal. Uh, like in the fifth minute, like uh, Manu Trigoris uh, scored the goal, and um, like they dominated. Like Villarreal dominated as they are into the uh, being the home side. Uh, they were just uh, playing through the lines and they were uh, having more forward passes. And uh, Kapoop uh, like was just uh, like intercepting the main uh, area in terms of the midfield. He dominated and uh, he just laid out the uh, uh, like. Frontline passes uh, towards uh, 
uh, Gerard Moreno, he's, who's been excellent in the La Liga for uh, Villarreal, uh, and also pa- Paco Alcazar. Uh, he's a, more of a veteran, I would say, coming to the knockout competitions. Uh, where he was with Borussia Dortmund previously, and uh, he's very uh, equipped to play in the uh, like in terms of Spanish teams uh, system. So he played a very big role uh, during this game. And uh, coming to the uh, like first half, uh, even talking about more about it, uh, in the 29th minute, uh, Raúl Albiol scored the second goal, and uh, like really Arsenal were uh, like put to pieces in terms of the first half. Like uh, the midfield and defense, they didn't have that much cohesion, I would say. And really, Thomas Partey had uh, a very bad Bad game, like in terms of the first half, little bit he was playing well in the second half, but uh, he was ha- having a very bad patch in the first half. And um, like uh, Villarreal went to the half time, uh, like 2 0 ahead, uh, uh, like uh, with Arsenal. And uh, coming to the second half, uh, Arsenal slow and steady uh, come to their pace. They had some uh, half decent chances uh, and chances. And in the 70th, uh, 71st minute, uh, Saka won them a penalty. It was more of a dribbling pass wherein he went into the six yard box and it was a a deserved penalty. And uh, it was one of the crucial moments for Nicolas Pepe in this during the season wherein Arsenal had like Arteta, Michael Arteta has put all the eggs in one basket uh, going into the uh, Europa League to qualify for the Champions League uh, going for the next season. So it was a very crucial uh, point at the time wherein in terms of the match where Arsenal needed that away goal. So once they went into the uh, second leg uh, being the home, uh, they could have an additional advantage playing that fixture. So Nicolas Pepe converted that penalty and uh, it was 2-1 at that time. And uh, like in between this incident, even before scoring the penalty, uh, Danny Ceballos uh, was uh, booked for the second time during the game and he got the red card in the 57th minute. So it was more of a 50-50 challenge, but uh, the referee gave red card to them. And uh, uh, like coming to uh, Villarreal side, uh, Kapoop got the red card in the 80th minute. So it was more of a 10-10 uh, kind of a game like in the last 10 minutes. Uh, so Villarreal somehow uh, like withhold that lead. Uh, even uh, Aubameyang came in uh, coming in the second half. Uh, like he had some uh, crucial chance like in the uh, end of the game, but he couldn't convert it. So at uh, the end of the game, the result was uh, like Villarreal to Arsenal one. Uh, like just to give a, um, a specific point with regards to the lineup for Arsenal, I was really shocked when uh, like uh, Emil Smithrow took the uh, more of a false nine position uh, playing in this game. Nicholas Pepe uh, in terms of playing in the wing and also Saka uh, playing in the right wing with uh, Odegaard more of the uh, free man playing in the ten role. Uh, like it was better in my opinion to actually start over man more of a goal scorer and more of a, a striker and i know like uh, it was a more of a, a dodgy season for Aubameyang. He didn't have the best of his seasons and uh, it was very difficult for him. But uh, going to a very big game, playing more of balls nine, it was a little bit risk side in terms of started, uh, team selection. But it was okay. Like the, I would say the crucial part of this game was uh, Nicolas Pepe's uh, penalty because uh, like Arsenal going into the second leg, they have this uh, one goal uh, like away advantage. So... Uh, coming to the second leg, what I can expect out of Arsenal is that uh, the good thing about uh, many key players returning for this fixture, like today also there was some reports where uh, three uh, like crucial players coming to the team wherein uh, like uh, David Luiz, he already played during the weekend. He could be a starter for this game. Uh, Karen Tini, he can start in the left back and also Lacazette, who's been in uh, like having some uh, momentum of goals like 
for the past uh, two months uh, for Arsenal. So that would really change the tie towards Arsenal, in my opinion. Wherein they had that fluid basis. Shaka more of playing in the left back position as Kane is not there for the past one month. Uh, he could slot in the midfield, like two man midfield, where uh, Shaka and Partey can play together, and Odegaard could be more in the like uh, ten role and. Uh, uh, Saka and uh, even Emil Smith Rowe can play as the bringers with Obamang or Lacazette being the striker. So that will give more fluency for Arsenal uh, going into the second leg. So that is more of a very positive news. And uh, coming to Arteta, I, he's very much betting on this game. Wherein, uh, like, if he somehow like at least uh, so, like uh, goes with a one-nil scoreline and if he's uh, like going with a two-two aggregate uh, and winning this game, he could face uh, Manchester United in the final. And uh, if he's winning that, uh, he could really safe and secure finish uh, Arsenal in the Champions League uh, spot for the upcoming season. So it's a very big game for him and also for the players. They should be very motivated. So there is no motivation other than that that is required to going into this game. So I would expect uh, uh, it was more about like say 55, 45. Like Arsenal given edge 55 being the home team, they have that one goal uh, like away that they can take from there uh, last week uh, going into this game. So even if they win 1-0, that is enough for them. So uh, the uh, 50, 45% I'll go to Villarreal. Like uh, Unai Emery is an excellent uh, manager with regards to like setting up teams defensively and also he has an excellent record in the Europa League competition. He has been uh, one obviously like uh, three consecutive uh, Europa League titles with uh, Sevilla. So that is uh, one of the world records uh, with respect to this competition. And um, like uh, defensively, he has some crucial players like Quartores in CB and also like in terms of uh, Kapoop not available, even Coughlin, former, former Arsenal player, he can step in going to the midfield and uh, he has excellent uh, like uh, striker line wherein Paco Alcazar and also Gerard Marino. So there will be a threat but uh, I I hope that uh, Arsenal is a, as it is a very big game and there is more uh, onus uh, coming to Arsenal to win this game. Uh, they could have an edge and uh, they could win this game. Um, yeah, so hope you have uh, enjoyed this podcast. Uh, let's catch up soon. Adios. My heartfelt thanks to all the football fanatics for listening to this podcast. If you love this podcast, follow the podcast link and share it to your friends. Feel free to share your views about the charming game, football. You can catch me through the Twitter handle at C-O-O-L-A-N-A-N-D-9-3. Cool Anand 9-3. Take care, guys.